0: Welcome everyone to this friday evening uh, at five mountain time uh, our uh, second class together on the psychotherapy pamphlet um, my old edition you might have a nice dark blue one you might have one in the back of your course book if it's a it's a if it's a fairly recent edition of your course and um, our format The way it looks like it's going to play out is we'll uh, we'll listen to Ken for about half the class, roughly. Um, Ken Wapnick's uh, seminar on the pamphlet itself. um, We'll listen to that continuously. Um, He did it over like a two-day period. I figure it's going to take us about, I don't know, (laughs) 10, 12, or more weeks to get through it. But um, it's available. from the Foundation for A Course in Miracles. That's the DVD edition. And uh, also available in video on MP4 download. Goes right into your computer. This is the CD version. Um, also available on, uh, I guess it's, what do they call it, M- MP3 or something? I don't know. <laughs> Audio download. And then uh, they also have a live streaming service which um, I haven't taken advantage of yet, but Judy has. So if you run into problems with that, just go see Judy Robb about it. Because <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> and I blame her. <laughs> Anything goes wrong. So, so yeah. Um, wanted to uh, kind of work towards an opening meditation here. Um let's see uh, let's uh, take another peek at the introduction to the uh, to the pamphlet itself on the first part of the pamphlet introduction basically to the whole pamphlet and he's talking about psychotherapy mind therapy psycho meaning mind um, sociopath means basically somebody who's pretty sick, <laughs> mind sick, <laughs> um, psychiatry, uh, study of the mind, uh, psychotherapy, healing of the mind. So therapies, we equate that, um, certainly, uh, the pamphlet equates therapy with healing and the psych part, the mind healing of the mind, not the brain, <laughs> not the personality, not this individual autonomous self, but it's talking about, um, as it says in, in the purpose in a little bit, it, it's to remove all healing in the course is a healing of the mind, to remove all the blocks we put up to our awareness that we are a mind, and that in that mind we can choose between one of two teachers. We can choose the Holy Spirit or the ego as our teacher, and that choice is always avail- available to us in any given moment. So psychotherapy is the only form of therapy there is. Jesus is pretty uncompromising about mind healing is the only kind of healing there is. 99% of the time in the Course when he's talking about healing, he is not talking about healing of the body. He's not talking about healing of our psyche. He's not talking about healing of the personality. He's talking about healing of the mind, meaning letting go of all the blocks that we put up, including our bodies, including our personalities, <laughs> including everything in the world, um, all the blocks we put up to realizing who we tru- who and what we truly are. That we're still one innocent son of God, still joined together. And, and that's what healing is, is just reawakening that awareness, coming back into the mind and um, this internal place inside of us where we let the Holy Spirit show us who, we, who and what we truly are. So psychotherapy is really the only form of therapy there is, since only the mind can be sick, certainly from Jesus' point of view, the body can't be sick, the body's just the puppet that's just basically listening to whatever the mind is dictating. Since only the mind can be sick, only the mind can be healed. Only the mind is in need of healing. This doesn't appear to be the case. (laughs) So if we're walking around identified with a body at all, I mean, that's sort of an understatement. (laughs) It's definitely not the case if we think we're a body walking around, dealing with other bodies, that, that only the mind is in need of healing. That's totally not in our perception, not in our awareness. This does not appear to be the case, for the manifestations of this world seem real indeed i.e. us, <laughs> i.e. all the images on the screen, <laughs> i.e. I can touch, feel, see, hear, etc. They seem pretty real indeed. So this mind healing, psychotherapy is necessary so that an individual can begin to question their reality. And even more importantly, um, certainly in the beginning stages to question that whether or not we're upset for the reason we think. <laughs> That's what bodies are for. Bodies insist that we're upset for the reason we think. The opposite of lesson five. So all mind healing starts with the possibility that maybe I'm not upset for the reason I think. Maybe it's not being caused by something external to me, external to my body. And maybe it's not being caused by, by my own body either. But. Maybe, maybe healing is about something else. Maybe the source of my lack of peace has nothing to do with anything external. And that's always the first step in forgiveness. The other thing to be aware of throughout this whole pamphlet and and to constantly remind ourselves is that healing is, is forgiveness. Forgiveness is healing. I mean, he's pretty uncompromising about that, and he's also very, very uncompromising that forgiveness, as we know it, as bodies, is not what we think it is. <laughs> healing from his um, healing and forgiveness from him, his point of view, is about returning to the mind. We stop blaming our brother for all our, of our lack of peace, and we begin to realize that the reason, in any given moment, that we're not peaceful it's always because we're not in touch with our own reality we've denied that rather than let that silly thought go the tiny man idea of separation that we could be separate we wind up projecting that onto the whole world and onto our own body and onto everybody else's body and the, and, we, and we we don't take responsibility for that so in this in this pamphlet as through the whole course goodness is is always being redefined from our traditional, normal, Christian, Jewish, whatever point of view, whatever culture we grew up in. Forgiveness is not forgiveness as as we knew it growing up. Forgiveness to Jesus is beginning to recognize that I'm not upset for the reason I think. It's got nothing to do with my brother or my, my physical body or whatever it is I'm blaming my lack of peace on. And maybe it has more to do with this internal place where I'm basically throwing God out the window. <laughs> I'm throwing God and Jesus out of my awareness internally. And that's always the sickness. It's made up. <laughs> you can't really throw Jesus away. <laughs> Once you let him in, you realize he didn't go anywhere. So, I mean, the whole thing's made up. And that's the good news from, from Jesus' point of view. And certainly from our true reality point of view, all this nonsense about being a separate self and then having to project it, and then I am upset for the reason I think all that stuff's made up. The problem is we believe it. (laughs) We believe we're upset for the reason we think. We believe we're bodies. (laughs) So he's trying to just take a step back. Step, you know, step back, Loretta. What if that's not true? (laughs) What if you're not, 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 not just that you're just not a body. I mean, it's nice that you're not a body, but what if, what if the reason you think you're upset isn't the reason you, isn't, isn't the reason? In fact, these are emphatic. If we think we're upset, it's never the reason we think it is. <laughs> That's why we were upset. <laughs> if we really knew why we were upset, we'd let it go in a heartbeat. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just hanging on to this silly idea I'm separate from God. So forgiveness is in, in the Course is never about forgiveness between stick figures in a dream. It's not, because, it's not about me forgiving Dave no matter how much he picks on me or how much I pick on him. <laughs> it's not really about that. It's about stepping back and realizing we're not upset for the reason we think, and there's something else going on internally. And if I'm willing to reconnect with Jesus and look at that, it'll show me, the real reason I'm upset and that that's silly too. So that's what forgiveness is. That's what healing is. And we're done now, we don't have to do this anymore. (laughs) No, no, we'll do it anyway. (laughs) I kind of need to be reminded a lot. So that's all psychotherapy is, is forgiveness. Healing is forgiveness. And it's all about forgiveness once we step back, meaning not I let go of believing somebody did something to me, But I let go of this belief that I'm separate from my brother, and I let go of the belief that I'm separate from my father. And however you want to put that, name names. Letting go of the belief that internally you're separate from your loved ones, from your enemies, (laughs) from Jesus, from God the Father. Whoever it is that I'm hanging on to, I'm not separate. I'm not this thing that can be separate. So... The way this all breaks down, <laughs> and it, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's uh, set up in a pedagogical uh, way, purpose, and then process, and then practice. So the, the uh, shortest section in is on purpose. But but at the same time, that doesn't mean it's not important, <laughs> because Jesus says the one question we need to ask about anything that we don't ask from his point of view is what is its purpose? What is the body's purpose from his point of view? What is what is the, your brother's purpose from his point of view? What is his pamphlet's purpose from his point of view? So he's going to talk about purpose in the first couple of pages. Then he's going to talk about the process basically forgiveness <laughs> he calls it healing sometimes he calls it psychotherapy sometimes he calls it um um forgiveness sometimes and then the practice the actual practice of it going through this pamphlet it you know he's kind of like talking out of two sides of his face at the same time i mean he, he's yeah he, he is actually talking about psychotherapists But at the same time, he's talking about all of us, too. (laughs) I mean, at one point, he says we're all psychotherapists. Other places, he says we're all psychotic, too. But I mean, (laughs) we're we're trying to wake up and realize (laughs) that we are a little psychotic. (laughs) And we are kind of hanging on to this identity that isn't real. First is a body that's affected by other bodies, but then even internally that I'm hanging on to the ego as my teacher. And I don't have to do that. So he's trying to get us to wake up to the to that. That's the process, and then actually practice that in all of our relationships, whether we're standing in line at a food store, or we're driving the, in traffic, or with our family, with our friends, etc. So any any thoughts or questions about any of that so far?
1: Uh, what what did we just read? I'm so sorry I got in late.
0: Uh, we didn't. Uh, I just read the introduction again. Parts of okay. it. On page Thank you. One. Yeah. Okay. And uh, now uh, we're going to do a little meditation. <laughs> so what I like to do is always see how something starts. You know, I'm one of those guys that reads, not, not really. I, I won't do this with fiction. <laughs> but I like to read the last paragraph to see where it's going. So as a closing meditation, I would like to go to the last paragraph in here and see where Jesus is going to take us. And he's addressing us. In my book, it's on page 25, but it's paragraph 8 in the very last section. He's addressing us as a physician, as a healer, as a therapist, as a teacher. We're all those things. In any given moment, That's what all of us are doing all those things. Physician, healer, healer, therapist. Heal thyself. You know, it's basically a takeoff on what is the Greek temple, the healing temple, and I don't know if it's in Athens or not. Physician, heal thyself. I mean, this is Jesus's take on that. So, Lynn, you want to read that paragraph eight on page twenty-five, and um, then we'll get quiet for a little bit.
2: Yep. Physician, healer, therapist, teacher, heal thyself. Many will come to you carrying the gift of healing if you so elect. The Holy Spirit never refuses an invitation to enter and abide with you. He will give you endless opportunities To open the door to your salvation, for such is his function. He will also tell you exactly what your function is in every circumstance and at all times. Whoever he sends you will reach you, holding out his hand to his friend. Let the Christ in you bid him welcome for that same Christ is in him as well. Deny him entrance, and you have denied the Christ in you. Remember the sorrowful story of the world and the glad tidings of salvation. Remember the plan of God for the restoration of joy and peace. And do not forget How very simple are the ways of God. You were lost in the darkness of the world until you asked for the light. And then God sent his son to give it to you.
0: We'll get quiet for a little bit. I'll bring us back. And gently, gently come back. Uh, just a couple of quick thoughts about this paragraph, line three. The Holy Spirit never refuses an invitation to enter. That's why we don't ask him. <laughs> That's why we always go around trying to do this course by ourselves. <laughs> we really, If we let him in, he's going to mess everything up <laughs> from an ego point of view. So... I, You know, don't do this yourself. (laughs) If you really want to work the course, don't forget to ask the Holy Spirit for help. And then he'll give you endless opportunities, (laughs) line four, meaning every opportunity is an opportunity. (laughs) Every situation is an opportunity. He's not going to send you special people. Everybody's special. In any given moment, anybody you're thinking of, anybody you're dealing with, anybody from the past, anybody from the future, that's the endless opportunity. (laughs) That's the people he's quote unquote sending us, everybody. Don't leave anybody out. In every circumstance and all times, whoever he sends you, which is everybody, <laughs> whoever he sends you will reach you holding out his hand so that you can be his capital F friend. That's always the opportunity. So it's, first step is letting go, realizing how much we do condemn, we do judge, And am I willing to let go of all my judgments in any given situation, the price I'm paying for that, how it's keeping me disconnected, depressed, angry, looking for trouble all the time, and then let that go, be willing to let that go. And then it gets replaced with this overwhelming feeling of joy and connection and all this already stuff. It's already, it's an already course. We don't have to make it happen. We just have to ask the Holy Spirit in and invite him in to help help us let it happen in our awareness. So that's where we're going. Um, and we'll see how all that's going to break down. So I wanted to, uh, last week we got it listening to Ken as far as I think paragraph two. Um, so we'll pick up with paragraph three with um with Ken talking about paragraph three. But before we do that, I just wanted to, to uh, Kind of read through these five paragraphs to get a sense of the flow. And especially as you're reading through it, you know, pick out the lines, you, you don't have a clue what he's talking about. <laughs> and see if you know when Ken gets to those lines, if you can, you know, hear what he's saying, if it makes any sense. And then if that doesn't work. We'll talk about it after that. But we'll, we'll read these first five paragraphs um and then uh and then we'll listen to Ken beginning with paragraph 3 so judy you want to read that first one please
3: we're on the purpose right
0: yeah please okay
3: very simply the purpose of psychotherapy is to remove the blocks to truth its aim is to aid the patient in abandoning his fixed delusional system and to begin to reconsider the spurious cause and effect relationship on which it rests. No one in this world escapes fear, but everyone can reconsider its causes and learn to evaluate them correctly. God has given everyone a teacher whose wisdom and help far exceed whatever contributions an earthly therapist can provide. Yet there are times and situations in which an earthly patient-therapist relationship becomes the mean, the means through which he offers his greater gifts to both.
0: Thanks.
4: Welcome.
0: Dave Van Dyke, you want to read that second one, please?
5: What better purpose could any relationship have than to invite the Holy Spirit to enter into it and give it his own great gift of rejoicing? What higher goal could there be for anyone than to learn to call upon God and hear his answer? And what more transcendent aim can there be than to recall the way, the truth, and the life, and to remember God? To help in this is the proper purpose of psychotherapy could anything be holier? For psychotherapy, correctly understood, teaches forgiveness and helps the patient to recognize and accept it. And this, er, and in his healing, is the therapist forgiven with him.
0: Good, thanks. Irene, you feel like reading?
6: There you
4: go. Okay, I'm unmuted. Three, everyone who needs help, regardless of the form of his distress, is attacking himself, and his peace of mind is suffering in consequence. These tendencies are often described as self-destructive, and the patient often regards them in that way himself. What he does not realize and needs to learn is that this self, which can attack and be attacked as well, is a concept he made up. Further, he cherishes it, defends it, and is sometimes even willing to sacrifice his life on its behalf, for he regards it as himself. This self he sees as being acted on, reacting to external forces as they demand, and helpless amidst the power of the world.
0: Thanks, thanks, Irene. Jane, you want to read the next one? You're still muted, Jane.
1: psychotherapy then must restore to his awareness the ability to make his own decisions he must become willing to reverse his thinking and to understand that what he thought projected its effects on him were made by his projections on the world the world he sees does therefore not exist. Until this is at least in part accepted, the patient cannot see himself as really capable of making decisions. And he will fight against his freedom because he thinks that it is slavery.
0: Thanks, Jane. Stephen, last one, please.
7: The patient need not think of truth as God in order to make progress in salvation, but he must begin to separate truth from illusion, recognizing that they are not the same and becoming increasingly willing to see illusions as false and to accept the truth as true. His teacher will take him on from there as far as he is ready to go. Psychotherapy can only save him time. The Holy Spirit uses time as he thinks best and he is never wrong. Psychotherapy under his direction is one of the means he uses to save time and to prepare additional teachers for his work. There is no end to the help that he begins and he directs. By whatever routes he chooses, all psychotherapy leads to God in the end, but that is up to him. We are all his psychotherapists for he would have us all be healed in him.
0: Thank you. Very good. Thanks. Now I'm just trying to find Ken on here. He's hiding behind you guys somewhere. There he is. (laughs) All right. So once again, we're going to, I'm going to play Ken on my computer. Um, Watching my camera pick up Ken, it gets a little distorted color wise. So if that's going to freak you out, don't watch, just listen. (laughs) And Dave's ready with the signs. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. And I need to stop recording. Dave's. <laughs> oh, he's been waiting all week to do that. Alrighty. So, Ken's going to pick up, hopefully, <laughs> we'll see, around the end of paragraph two on page two the end of paragraph two uh, in the purpose part. And then we'll watch this for about 25 minutes or so. And then we'll come out and um, see what happens. So let's see.
6: It's forgiving ourselves for believing in the separation. And then experiencing all the hate and self-hatred and self-loathing, the guilt that automatically follows from that belief. Because again, it's that guilt that we project and see see in other people. Everyone who needs help, regardless of the form of his distress, is attacking himself. That's what guilt is. Regardless of what is going on, whatever you are feeling, mentally or physically, you're attacking yourself and his peace of mind is suffering in consequence. Obviously, you can't be peaceful if there's guilt. These tendencies are often described as self-destructive, and the patient often regards them in that way himself. What he does not realize and needs to learn is that this self, which can attack and be attacked as well, is a concept he made up. So This is not about changing one's self image on one's self
0: Dave, where are you,
5: Dave?
6: <laughs>
5: you gave me one job, Tim, and I'm gonna do it.
0: Oh, was that to get back to your mind or is that just to hold up signs? <laughs> all right any any anything on any of that? Questions, thoughts, comments. Uh,
2: our friend Swami Beyond Ananda, in response to Dave's second card, suggests that uh, mental floss prevents truth decay. So, so. Oh.
0: <laughs> is that where Dave got that? <laughs> wow! <laughs> it's not a lot you can say after that. <laughs> But say it anyway, anybody got any comments about any of that? I mean, from a worldly point of view, it starts sounding pretty selfish. <laughs> this is all about me. <laughs> I'm the one that needs to be healed. <laughs> I'm the one that needs to be happy. And that, and the good news is that's true. <laughs> and even further, the good news is is we're all joined. So... If I reach that place of happiness, or if you reach that place of happiness inside, then since minds are joined, we all do it together, even if the other guy doesn't look like he's doing it. (laughs) There's some sense, there's some awareness that we are joined in that happiness, in that joy, in that realization. We're still one son of God, and all this craziness just ain't who we are. So, I mean, that's where we're all, that's the healing. We're trying to, seemingly, we're trying to get to that place individually. But when we get to that place, then we know we're all doing it together. Whether it looks like it or not. No matter how crazy the news is at, you know, (laughs) every night. (laughs) Yeah. So, Tony, Tony, how many times have you listened to this stuff?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Quite, quite a bit, but it's still every time I get, you know, something new out of this. And uh, and it is, it's, the whole thing is still amazing how, uh, there's an echo, I don't know, it's amazing how people are, how many people still are talking about, you know, we got to get everybody in the world to, to read A Course in Miracles, or <laughs> we need to send this to all the leaders and... <laughs> And, and you know, just missing the point. But I just love how Kim brings it right back, and just um, just such such good reminders. You, you can never listen to it enough. You just just can't. <laughs>
8: mm.
6: Yeah. Thanks. Yep.
0: <laughs> Dave, what do you think? Uh oh. <laughs> I'm being nice, Dave.
5: <laughs> well, I, you know, the, the the journey is is seems to be more and more about taking greater, becoming more aware of taking responsibility for all of our thoughts, all of our feelings, and and <clears throat> realizing, you know, just. <laughs> um, I'm sure this is the case with everyone. You know, we, we uh, recognize, you know, when Ken says it, yeah, it yeah. makes perfect, it makes perfect sense, sense. But then how many times a day <laughs> do I project <laughs> my, you know, my anger or my guilt or, or, or some, uh, something onto somebody? And, and just, uh, just becoming more and more aware of uh, the fact that we're doing that um, and <clears throat> reeling that energy back in and um taking responsibility for it and finding that slowly we're becoming happier and more more aware of, of uh, our, our greater self
0: good thanks very good
6: mm-hmm.
0: i remember the first time i started uh not, not the first time but when i started becoming aware of i would go to these people To get something, you know, my dentist (laughs) or, you know, if I was looking for a job, whoever I was trying to look good, look good at the job interview. And then I, and ahead of time, I would um, I kind of like set up the momentum of uh, Being willing to see them the way Jesus does not trying to get something from them. (laughs) I mean, ultimately, I I wouldn't be going to them if I wasn't trying to get something. But at the same time, and hopefully the main priority would be, Jesus, please help me see the dentist the way you do. (laughs) Please help me see this guy who is offering me a job the way you do. And and it would pull the investment on whatever it was I wanted from them and put the priority back where it should have been. you know i was still looking to get my teeth fixed i was still looking to get a job but but suddenly the whole interaction between me and that person became what it should be <laughs> you know what it was meant to be in the first place and then just every second i'm not doing that i have to be looking for trouble i have to be judging if i'm not if i'm not in holy spirit mode this is an either or <laughs> process if i'm not in holy spirit mode I'm in ego mode and usually I'm pretending I'm not but I am looking for the other shoe to drop if it's not dropping already. I have to be looking for judgment. I have to be looking for bad guys when I'm in ego mode. There's no you know this is it's a pedaling thing. Either I'm pedaling forward or I'm pedaling backwards. <laughs> but usually when I'm pedaling or I'm not pedaling at all. I'm just you just don't drift in this. <laughs> you you I'm either looking for trouble or I'm not or I'm looking for a blessing, actually. Give me your blessing, Holy Son of God. Yesterday's lesson. And then today's lesson, when I do that, then there is no death. <laughs> the Son of God is free from death, from identifying with bodies, from believing I'm a body in the first place. I mean, when I am as God created me, and you know, and I ask for that blessing from my brother, I have that experience that my brother is as God created him and I am as God created me. Um, Not just like all that death, destruction, virus, craziness, protest, you know, all of it just begins to, and he's not saying, don't go protest. He's not saying, don't, don't watch the news, but he's certainly saying don't leave Jesus out while you're doing it. (laughs) Otherwise you will be looking for trouble. You have to look for trouble if you're not inviting a blessing in any given moment.
2: I was interested in how uh, remarkably alike uh, the uh, section in the manual for teachers, uh, who are the pupils, is to what we just read in psychotherapy, Mm -hmm. where uh, It it starts out when the pupil and the teacher come together, a teaching learning situation begins. For the teacher is not really the one who does the teaching. God's teacher, the Holy Spirit, who's presumably been invited in, God's teacher speaks to any two who join together for learning purposes. The relationship is holy because of the purpose we're both trying to learn the same thing. (laughs) We're both trying to learn um, that um, we are, we are the same, that we're not different, but that we're the same and that we have the same purpose. And um, in the teaching learning situation, each, each one learns, you know, one doesn't teach the other, but each one learns that giving and receiving is the same. I can only give to myself. Uh, My brother who I'm learning with can only give to themselves and um, the demarcations that we've drawn, the roles, the bodies, the needs, the interests, all those differences are what get undone in the relationship. So it's really undoing all of the, the things that we think make us different. And so, you know, additionally, I was thinking about the whole idea of of asking anyone to pay us for something when, you know, we're really not giving anything to anybody else. We're really not helping anybody else. We're both being given the privilege of learning together. So I, I think he does address it later in the in the pamphlet somewhere about you know you yeah. asking for payment. How can you ask for payment when you're both equal in what you're trying to learn? You both have the same issue. So wow, yep. Yeah. And he ends this with uh, what what is the healing is the one decision that both. Finally recognize that they have the same interests. That's how this section in the manual for teachers ends. Right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get into the whole payment thing later for sure. That'll be interesting. Judy.
3: <laughs> um, I have this strange um, feeling right now of sort of predestination in that, um, you know, all my years as a therapist, I think there were always glimpses of what the course is saying now. So I always felt that I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and that the purpose that somehow the purpose, um, was to, um, just be with this person. Um, um, so lots of times I flunked because I was in the midst of, you know, a big, um, hospital system where I was, you know, where, you know, it was necessary to make, um, you know, I had to train myself in, in, the uh, DSM, uh, whatever to be able to diagnose people. And I always thought it was just a bunch of bunk. Um, so it's interesting that, um, just, just that I feel like it's like full circle to come to this, uh, teaching. (laughs) Um, I just share that and hope that some other people might feel similar.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Judy. Bruce.
8: Rickman? Yeah, so, so what I sort of get out of this uh, process is that I'm looking at the uh, the uh, therapist and the patient uh, it's uh, it seems to me that uh, I am the therapist and I am the patient so because when I'm looking at the patient I'm looking uh, at myself to forgive. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, in that regard, even within myself, uh, from for the uh, self to the self, in that journey, uh, the therapist would be uh, out through the Holy Spirit. But even in that, the Holy Spirit is my voice and uh or you know my thoughts actually in hopes uh that that's how i relate with the holy spirit i don't know that's my take on it (laughs) that's what I
0: i remember ken saying um it was talking about the process of forgiveness healing therapy whatever um that we start with seeming individuals, you know, like an interaction happening between two people. And then uh, we move beyond that to an awareness of something bigger is happening. <laughs> and so it moves from these two seeming individuals to uh, from, from you know, I'm having this change within my mind to I'm having a change, there's a change happening between my mind and the other person's mind. Um. And then there's this, this, eventually there's the experience of our, O-U-R, it's our voice, it's our therapy, it's our, our waking up, and we're doing this together, we're doing it um, as one son of God. That z- zinger line towards the end of the pamphlet, um, the healing takes place between the psychotherapist and his client when <laughs> I always remind myself of this one, when the psychotherapist forgets to judge the patient, <laughs> realizes he's not different than the patient, realize they share this interest of waking up together. Any thoughts, Irene? Irene's kind of dabbled in psychotherapy here and there. <laughs> Hello? Oh, yeah, go ahead, Miriam.
1: Well, I've been licensed as a psychotherapist, marriage and family therapist for 40 years. I don't even know how to put this in words, but it's something I'm gonna keep looking at, but, um, and probably this is (laughs) like that's That's one of my safe places. That's a place where when I'm in that place, in that hour, I feel, when I look back on it and I think about it, mm. that's present. And it really is a holy experience for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, it's
0: good. And then we just try to take, you know, I mean, certainly, oh, you know, my being in recovery, my safe place was a recovery meeting, <laughs> especially initially in recovery. I think we've all got those safe places where we allow ourselves to connect. And then the idea is to generalize that, to extend that to whatever it is I'm doing, standing in a food line, (laughs) standing, you know, going to see a dentist, whatever it is. Irene, did you have any any thoughts or comments?
4: I do. I I liked your explanation for... um, um, the relationship becoming more than um, and shared, and, and I've always thought I'm I'm a kind of semi-retired, but still working therapist, and and I I think I keep my foot in that door because um, I, I think I'm kind of a slow learner, and the in a psychotherapy office I've really learned to understand much better the experience of what Jesus is talking about when we ask for help, when we turn it over, when we step back. And that's my place. I, I hear what uh, Miriam, Miriam was saying um, with that. So very, very definite definitely. I'll use the word magical, but I don't mean it in that way, <laughs> where magical things can seem to happen, um, and it's not. It's, I'm not there.
8: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and I do remember early on, I, I've n- always resisted being analytical, um, of wanting to tell somebody else what I think they are and who they, and that sort of thing. So early on somebody would come in and I remember, and I just started the course then too, um, that I'd I'd be saying, Oh my god, I have no idea how to help this person. So it was a good thing.
3: Mm.
4: I knew I couldn't do it.
3: Mm. Very good. <laughs>
0: Thanks. As a oh yeah, it's done. As a closing um one to look at. Try to find a nice paragraph in here. <laughs> a lot of it's pretty clinical <laughs> in terms of process and stuff, but I think I found a couple of nice paragraphs. One's on page seven in my uh, in my book. It's it's uh, the process in 2, paragraph five, paragraph five on page seven, and it starts with. Um, oh no! I take it back. It's paragraph thirteen. <laughs> I mean, page 13, and it's in the process of healing. It's page 13, paragraph five. And uh, it starts with a brother seeking aid, which is all of us, (laughs) whether we're standing in the food line or we're actually having a psychotherapeutic session, a brother seeking aid. So Lynn, you want to read that one, paragraph five on page 13, and then we'll get quiet for a little bit.
2: A brother seeking aid can bring us gifts beyond the heights perceived in any dream. He offers us salvation, for he comes to us as Christ and Savior. What he asks is asked by God through him. And what we do for him becomes the gift we give to God. The sacred calling of God's Holy Son for help in his perceived distress can be but answered by his Father, yet he needs a voice through which to speak his Holy Word, a hand to reach his Son and touch his heart in such a process, who could not be healed? This holy interaction is the plan of God himself, by which his son is saved.
0: Okay, quiet for a little bit. And gently, gently stay, stay in this safe place. <laughs> I like that. Stay in the safe place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks everybody for coming on back and doing this together.
7: Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Great class. Thank you.
8: See you next time. Alrighty.